Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise Billen Mejia in Delaware, USA. And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK. This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist. I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist. We are two hypnotherapists talking. So let's get on with the episode. Hi, this is Two Hypnotherapists Talking, and today our guest is Jason Langley, who's going to be talking with me, Denise Villa Mejia, and um, Martin Ferber about how he got into hypnotism and why he thinks it's such a good idea. Hey, Jason. Right. Yeah, so um, I, I got into hypnotherapy um, around four or five years ago when um, my wife and I had split up and um, I thought, well, I've got to, I need to go back onto the dating scene. Um, I've got a major fear of food. Um, so I, I had to overcome that. So, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me, let me interrupt you there. Yep. You have a fear of food. Yes. Yes. So could you, could you make that a little <laughs> bit more? Like, that yes. sounds like you, you thought spaghetti was going to chase you down the road or what? You were <laughs> no, no. stuff or? Um, I, I was I was happy and comfortable with what I knew I could eat, but mm. trying anything new. So you're, you're you're worried about new foods. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 So my diet was quite bland. Um, I wasn't adventurous at all with it, and yeah, trying new foods would would result in kind of a panic attack, really. Um, so yeah, so I found a, a hypnotherapist locally to me, um, and just hit it off straight away with him his first email back to me you could just see his passion in the email and that he you know he, he could help me so um I went there um and had the first initial consultation I felt do you know what this guy absolutely knows what he's doing knows about me you know it was really personal to me and, and you know I really liked it so consequently obviously started having some um some sessions about three sessions in, um, we started actually um, looking down or looking at uh, trying new foods. Mm -hmm. So foods he asked was, you know, you, you know, what do you want to try first? So I said, well, I'd like to try steak. Never tried it. Would never clue on it at all, anything. So he did his session. We, um, you know, we, we, we were there for about an hour, his session. Um, I remember driving home thinking, is this really going to work? Um, got home. Um, I think it was two days later. I had planned to have the have the steak. Um, I, I remember it now clearly, sitting at the table, uh, cutting the steak up and actually starting to eat it. Um, and to this day, I still find it amazing. And even though I understand how it works, I still find it amazing because there was no panic attack. There was no anxiety around it. All that had just disappeared you know, mm -hmm. all of that. And, and that was it. So I, I spent about 10 sessions with him in the end. Um, and at the end of those sessions, I, we, well, yeah, we had spoken about me looking at becoming a counselor. Mm -hmm. And I'd done my level one counseling here in the UK. Um, couldn't get onto level two because it was fully booked. And um, my hypnotherapist said, well, why don't you become a hypnotherapist? And I'm like, mm, I don't really think it's for me. So um, after a few slight conversations, we um, 
we did get talking quite a lot and uh and yeah i i i I've become a hypnotherapist he he has a um a school locally here um so he taught me um and yeah i've you know i've loved every minute of it i started that journey of, of learning in 2019 um qualified over a year ago and haven't looked back to really i've loved every minute of it great how does it fit into what you were doing before other than being frightened of food what did you do to put food on the table what do you mean by that like um what kind of work were you doing before you became yeah, a hypnotherapist yeah, so yeah before that i was i was managing companies um i was managing sort of like uh, stores and mm-hmm. uh, companies um anything from uh, a family-run company here where i live up to um national and international companies mm-hmm. um, so was, the camp, was the counseling part of that work or were you doing the, the counseling was for something else you were doing no, i was just very interested yeah I, i've always been interested um didn't you do some coaching work though jason with children yeah i did um i did coaching god because i used to be a um an athlete before and um i started coaching I think I was about 22, 23 due to an injury. Mm-hmm. And um, again, at the time, my coach at the time said, why didn't you become a, you know, an athletic coach? And I was like, oh, again, is it for me? People obviously know me more than myself. So, <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, I, I started coaching um, 100 and 200 meters. Um, I did that for 12 years. Mm. years Good years chunk there. of time. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, and I was I was quite successful at it. Um, coached at quite a high level. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, I quite enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, with with the counselling, Denise, it, I don't know. I've just always liked. I've been. I've always been interested in that sort of thing. And with mm-hmm. my group of friends, people would always come to me with their issues, and mm-hmm. just talk to me about it. So it was quite nice. So I thought, well, let's try and make a career out of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you you established a hypnotherapy business quite quite soon after training, or or, do, or did you build it out as you were in training? A lot of schools require you to take a certain number of clients before you qualify. So did you already yeah. have a basis of clients? Yeah. So the, the the good thing about our course that we did is um, you you literally see start seeing clients from day one. Mm-hmm. Um, you you do it free of charge, um, and then you just do so like the relaxation side of it to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as you go along obviously through your training you build up to certain things um and then you know by the end of it you're doing full sessions um you know with 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 paying clients um so i think by the time you finish uh, or i finished my my um training i have probably done well over probably 100 150 hours of seeing people easily yeah easily you know so yeah it was good to get that that base is there because I think if you'd done the whole course and not seen anyone, yeah, <laughs> then you know, pushed into that. Oh God, yeah. You know, so yeah, so that's quite good. So yeah, I I then um, like I say, yeah, I had I had my business running from the beginning of there, but probably you know went self-employed probably the beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, been been quite an eye opener. So you have you have a full-time practice now? Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for making time to be with us today. 
Yeah. Do you see what 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 sort of schedule do you do you follow? Do you see mostly British people? Yeah, I've seen one American person, um, which has been quite quite interesting. Um, but yeah, mainly yeah, mainly British people. Um, and it's are you on online? Yeah, mostly yeah, online. Yeah, 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 like yeah, me. No, no, I do, no, I do both in person and online. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, I think most of them have been sort of like Paul Dorset area, which is quite interesting. I don't are you down south? You're, yes. you're Yeah, I'm in the southeast. Uh, I'm from Salisbury originally, so I know oh, Paul okay. quite well. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> go there on Sunday. <laughs> so, what um, what is your niche? Do you have a particular client that you market to? I know most of us will see anybody that comes and says they need help, but is there something that really pulls you? Yeah. So when, when I when I um, when I first started and really got into it. I really wanted to go down the PTSD route mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed working with a few people with PTSD. The results I got were amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so that, you know, I, I thought I wanted a niche into that, but over time I've kind of pushed that to the back burner and now I'm niching into teen anxiety. Mm -hmm. you know, over, over obviously the last few months when we've come out. Well, of that's what I mean. Yeah. When, when yeah. kids came out of locked, well, yeah, they were clearly anxious before, but now everybody can see them. So, yeah, do, is do you find that parents are calling you, or kids calling you, or schools calling you? What, um, how are you? It's more parents um, calling, saying, "Obviously, my child's obviously a bit anxious going back to school, or you know, the issues around school." Um, so, yeah, it's, it's more more parents than than anyone else that, that contacts mm -hmm. me. We, on top of that, also have school shootings that kids are anxious about here in the yeah. state. Yeah, completely different anxiety. Yeah, yeah. fortunately we don't yeah, have you that already. Mm. You can get PTSD just from the drills that they do, they're required to do. Yeah, I imagine Sorry, that, yeah. that took, took a dark turn there, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, so uh, I know Mart Martin's uh, had to visit the dentist today, so he's going to be yeah. a little quiet today. Normally, he'd be a little more chatty. For those watching <laughs> this on YouTube, you know, I'm looking a bit strange. I had a tooth out this morning, I'm afraid. So I'm going to leave the talking to Denise and Jason. They're doing a great job without me. <laughs> so, Jason, where do you see your business going? I just want it to grow more and more and more. Yeah, I, I want to get more into schools, mm -hmm. um, which is um, slowly happening. Obviously, at the moment, they're, they're would you would you go in as a as a counsellor or just in, in, introduce so the parents would be able to refer to you through being introduced to you at the schools, or would you go into the schools to work? So I, I want to go into the schools to help um, with anxiety around exams. Yeah, um, big one. Yeah, I've got, I've got a program for that, which, like I say, um, at the moment, I'm talking to a few schools in the local area to to go in and, and um, deliver that program. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think mainly it's going to schools and do talks um, and get myself known, you know, as, as the go-to person for, you know, for, for their, their children's anxiety and, and mental health. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in, invite parents, um, you know, to assemblies or, or after-school talks as well um, mm -hmm. to help them understand why their child's, you know, feeling the way they're feeling. And basically what you know, I, I can do about it and, mm -hmm. and it's not me that you know there's there's other people out there that definitely can help and support them as well so yeah that's that's where I see it going right do you get referrals from physicians 
have you reached out to the physician community or that's you don't really work in the medical it's more in the academic stuff yeah no i i haven't reached out to any um gps yet um that is on my list um i think mainly for me it's just getting to the schools first mm -hmm. then start looking at probably yeah yeah the gps and yeah any, any local authorities as well Mm -hmm. what what uh what is the main message you would like the general public to know about hypnosis and the kind of work that you do other than you too can enjoy steak if you have hypnosis. <laughs> <laughs> um just it's, it's probably the same as you know probably you know you two feel as well that you know hypnotherapy isn't that woo woo kind of therapy mm -hmm. you know it's you know we, i was trained um by cpht and you know their their approach and you know their their knowledge is all based on neuroscience you know so when a client comes to me um you know i can back everything i say up with, with neuroscience not that many um people out there that can can kind of say that mm -hmm. uh, you know so like i say for me it's just I, I love hypnotherapy. I really do. You know, I, I talk about it all the time. You know, I'm just trying to break down those those barriers of someone's, you know, standing there with a watch. Yeah. Mm. Or, or look into my eyes. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. I mean, focal points are fine. It's just unfortunate people fixed on the lovely Victorian pocket watch. That's exactly. the main focal point. Yeah. So, so, Jason, for the benefit of people who don't know anything about the type of hypnotherapy you do, could you sort of give a brief description of how a hypnotherapy session would be after the initial consultation? What would they expect to find each week when they come to see you? Yeah, so after initial consultation, um, it's, it's very set with what obviously we do. Um, we can change obviously certain things depending on obviously what the, you know, the client says. It's, you know, it's not sort of kind of like a one size fits all. It's, you know, it's there to be adapted to you know, the, the client that's in front of you and their needs. So. You know, the, the first thing obviously we, we do is, is make them feel comfortable and, and happy in themselves. You know, so we greet them, you know, with, with nice, positive um, actions and, and words um, to help them get in their intellectual mind, um, to help them start, you know, to produce that serotonin and, and start making them feel happy. And then um, we start talking about what's been good over the last week. So um, they do have a little bit of homework where they have to write their diary down, um, you know, three things that have made them smile or be happy mm -hmm. during the week so that's quite nice um we then talk about a bit of brain revision um so if they say anything to me that i think do you know what i'm going to tell them a bit more about that mm -hmm. and help them understand why they're they're thinking that or you know how how they can change that part of their thinking as well um we then go on to um the happiness scale so you know how happy they are as they sit there in the chair um all of our, our hypnotherapy, um, we, we don't ask them anything about their past. Um, you know, we, we, we're great believers that, you know, we've lived the past, we've survived the past. But so, for people who, who aren't, who are listening, who aren't hypnotists, this is your particular, not your yes. particular, but the way you were trained, the school of hypnotherapy yes. that you follow. You don't yes. do any regression work. You don't do memory work. Now that's interesting with trauma. So I realize I'm stopping your flow there for a bit. If you're talking about PTSD, most people have heard that EMDR is very useful for PTSD. 
which also does not require you to relive the trauma, but your brain is processing the trauma. You are, you are not quite thinking about it while it's working in your brain. How, do, how would your form of hypnotherapy work with PTSD? So, with, yeah, with, that's a great question. So with, with that, um, obviously, you know, we, we do obviously um, a, a, um, a rewind and reframe technique. Um, but with, with, you know, depending on what their PTSD is, you know, the trauma is, you know, we, we, we wouldn't visit, revisit that. So let's just take someone that, that um, is, uh, has trauma from the army, mm -hmm. you know, has, um, you know, lived obviously quite um, a traumatic times, you know, in, in Iraq or wherever in the world mm -hmm. been. You know, they, they may have an issue going to fill their, their car up with petrol because um, the smell of petrol obviously brings back that trauma. Mm -hmm. someone come to me with that sort of trauma i wouldn't then go and relive their past what i would do is try and reframe them going to the petrol station and making it more of a positive experience for them going to the petrol station so they're not going there with the anxiety already building up going there and then obviously maybe having you know um flashbacks uh, panic attacks you know when they're trying to fill their car up you know mm -hmm. are you able are you able to change the response to that trigger of the smell of petrol yes yeah because you know all, all we do is ask them how they would want their their perfect situation of going to the petrol station is mm -hmm. um so you know when, when they go into the relaxed state we then um then go over that image again that memory mm -hmm. again obviously we know that the brain can't tell the difference between imagination and reality mm -hmm. so them living so just just to clarify the memory you're talking about is going to the petrol station not yes. what was going on in iraq uh, yeah, okay. no, yeah 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 so that they they would be living that that memory of going to the uh, the petrol station and you know not having a panic attack not having anxiety you know having a great experience for them you know, going mm -hmm. to the petrol station and then like I say when they're in trance um, so relaxed state they they would then be thinking about that image all the time so it's embedded in their mind mm -hmm. so when when we actually when they actually go back to the, the um, petrol station the the mind cannot go right this is a dangerous situation because it's seen that that perfect happy image for them mm -hmm. overrides that image and then you know they they then go and have a great experience and don't relive. I'm, I'm very amused by a great experience at petrol station. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably not the greatest word to use, is it? A great yeah, experience at yeah. petrol station. But yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, I got a candy bar. Um, you can, <laughs> but you can at least have a neutral <laughs> or yes. not unpleasant experience at yes. the petrol station. Yes. You'd yes. say hello to somebody nice. Yes. <laughs> Because we always got sticker shock. I, I imagine the petrol has gone up considerably in the UK as well recently. It's been, we had some, our, our petrol is way cheaper here than in the UK. And, and we buy it by the American gallon and you buy the, are you still on litres? No, you've Yeah, we're on litres. I haven't, you haven't gone back completely. Okay. But it's, I mean, that was like, that's so cheap. No, it's not. You're tiny bit of petrol. 
Yeah, it's working Sorry. out over here about nine pounds a gallon at the moment for petrol. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that's yeah. way worse than I have. It's falling again, but it's still over four, $4 a gallon, which is rather, rather less. Of course, our gallons are smaller than yours. There's so many things that are weird about this two countries separated by common language. <laughs> um, so I'm sorry, I did interrupt you. So the, the, the basic thing is that a, a client will come in, have a very pleasant conversation with you, then have a very relaxing time with you and walk out feeling happier. <laughs> Would you ever make anybody cluck, cluck a duck or a no, chicken, I should say? Definitely okay. Not. Definitely okay. Not. Jason, go, going back to when you were uh, an athletics coach, was yeah. that mainly teenagers or was that people of all ages? Yeah, it was. Um, I think the youngest person I had was 12. Mm. Um, and I think the oldest person, I think, was 25. Mm. No, uh, yeah, no, right. no, I'm just wondering if there are a lot of comparisons. You know, what, what, I, I've never been an athlete. I've never been an athletic coach, but I'm just wondering if there are a lot of comparisons with the type of hypnotherapy you do in terms of positive future visualization and that kind of thing. Yeah, there definitely is. Definitely is. You know, I, um, when, when, enough, when I qualified, I reached out to a couple of my old um, coaching friends mm. and said what I was doing. And I said, look, if you've got any athletes, um, I'm happy to, you know, see them and, you know, and then help them, you know, progress with their psychological skills. And, um, and I said to them, I said, oh, my God, if, if I knew this when I was, you know, training myself or coaching, you know, my athletes would have been even better than what they were at the time. Because yeah. you know? it is the, the visualization and the power of visualization as well. It's just yeah. amazing. Absolutely. I, have, I have some colleagues over the side who, uh, of course, work online everywhere in the world. But um, one is a golf that's that's his main clients right. serious serious pro golfers yeah. and uh another woman uh karen bird um her practice really grew out of her, her one of her sons uh, oh, yeah i know karen uh, yeah karen okay yeah. so his son was a wrestler and so yes. that's how she got into, and she got that's what she does. Yes. Her, the attitude of a champion is, yes. mm. is her business. Yeah. And of course, you, the famous, you know, the ski runs at Sochi, that's how people practice. They were up on them visualizing what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. it. That's an amazing aspect of hypnosis, of which is probably rebranded to be something else. So it doesn't sound too woo woo for people. Yeah. Hypnosis folks. Yeah, of course, Jason, you've been trained by the school where um, Glenn Caitlin, the boxer, uh, yes. world middleweight champion, was trained to be a hypnotherapist, which he became after he gave up his boxing. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. but, but he was um, he was hypnotised by David Newton, wasn't he? And he, yeah. he, he credits all his wins um, to being hypnotised, of course. Yeah, his, his story's amazing. You know, mm -hmm. If anyone ever gets a chance to, to listen to his story, it's... Yeah, it's just phenomenal how right. yeah he talks it through and and yeah how hypnotherapy has, has definitely helped him and yeah he slows all the uh, all the fights down to show what he was seeing and, and doing at the time and yeah very interesting. Yeah, one of my first clients was a a woman whose hobby was playing pool, 
and she had a big competition coming up and she just really i just want to be in the flow she won she's yeah. one session with me <laughs> and she was also a decent pool player she credited the hypnosis with with get, getting but here they call them for some reason they call them the yips you just you you just just sort of a, a little bit of it you sort of choke yes. when you're yeah yeah, yeah. It's getting people past that when it's major competition i think i think that's the same term over here actually the yips well not being an athlete myself it's very yeah. this is also what's very interesting about being a hypnotist you don't you don't have to describe you just say okay and now you're starting you're getting and you let them it's all happening in their head yeah i don't have to ski <laughs> which no, is good because exactly. i don't like skiing. <laughs> i mean i could if i really needed to learn that thing i now have a whole bunch of colleagues who could help me <laughs> achieve that but but yeah but, but that uh is is an amazing part of it that it's, every change is it's something that's within you the answers yeah. to the issues are within you and yeah. hypnotists are just there to lend a guiding you know, helpful hand yeah definitely definitely like i say i i, I got to think where i'd be if, if i had this when i was in the fleet yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> or me and my many 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 exams that i used to have to take in my prior life <laughs> yes. was, yeah. every time you turn around another exam <laughs> <laughs> yeah does make you wonder doesn't it now would yeah. you say denise would you say you've been able to cherry pick the best bit of being a doctor being a, a hypnotist now you know the actual i think it is i mean i i wonder care. if if I wonder if I would have chosen to, I mean, I, I really wish I'd had the skills when I was working emergency medicine because mm. I did that for many years and I worked with children. So it really would have been so helpful and furious that I wasn't taught it. And that's, that's why it's my passion is to, is to get mm. this information out to more doctors because a lot of them have heard of it and they're very politely nodding and some really do they, the pocket watch and the woo-woo is what they think of when they when they think mm. of hypnotism um but i i wonder if i had been trained in this as a younger person before i went to medical school i wonder if i would have down, gone down the psychiatry route rather than the physical medicine route, ah. because it, it is such a powerful tool yeah and it's just people like us that need to keep putting that positive message out about it it's mm -hmm. yeah it is very wow yeah. <laughs> yeah. the changes can be really fast and yeah. and for some people they're not i mean that's that's part of the problem some people think they're going to come in and you're going to go and no you are a you know you're a fantastic Mom, chess yeah. chess chess player or something and and it's going to be an instant change and for some people it is it just is so wonderful that you can practice all these things in your mind and your brain can't tell the difference <laughs> what what jason what do you think is the most sort of magical part of, of what we do oh um it's quite an interesting question really i think the whole lot i know that mm. sounds a bit open-ended but it is it's the whole lot it's you know when, when you get a client that that just is so involved in what obviously they're meant to be doing to help themselves mm. the change is just so quick you know I, I remember a client um within four sessions had, had changed their life around 
Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I had a client um, a few months ago who, uh, coming out of COVID, had a lot of social anxiety. She she just couldn't make herself do the things she had been doing before. She's a widowed lady who who um, just wanted to be social, not not find a mate, just just be out in the world and having friends. And um, so we had one session, and when I saw her two weeks later, as my standard is. So, so she, I don't think this is working. I said, okay, well, what have you been doing? She said, well, I joined a golf club and I go out walking with these people. And, I go, and I'm having lunch with these people. And I'm going on two international trips. One, we, we shouldn't say it that way. She said, I'm going to X in April. And I'm going to Y in July. I said, oh, okay. Well, let me know if you need anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Clients are funny like that, aren't they? They just don't see it. They don't, yeah. you know, and he, as as professionals as we are, you know, we we cannot say anything. You know, you just no. go, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> You're more than welcome to she, come back. What, what's like. lovely is this is this lady. She sent me a lovely little testimonial that I was a lovely therapist, and she was very happy she saw me. <laughs> I'm glad she didn't write. It didn't work. I've come to go to the golf club. Yeah. Well, that certainly went very quickly, Jason. Um, we're almost out of time. How can people get in touch with you? So um, there's two ways. Uh, one through JPL Hypnotherapy. Um, just search that on the internet. Uh, no, we'll put it in the show notes. People we'll put it in the show notes. In the show notes. <laughs> um, we'll put a slide for, for those watching on YouTube. We'll put a slide on at the end. Brilliant. And uh, obviously my other uh, company is uh, the Teen Anxiety Coach um so yeah either of them um yep get hold of me any way you like so is that Great. the teen anxiety coach.co.uk yes yep yeah brilliant yep. No yeah so it's jpl yeah so it's jplhypnotherapy.co.uk all right well i'm sure mm-hmm. we'd both like to thank you very much for coming on yes uh, nice to meet you properly this time yeah thank you. <laughs> and yeah yeah you denise as well yeah thank you very much thank you bye-bye bye-bye We hope you've enjoyed listening. Please remember, this podcast is designed to give you an insight into therapeutic hypnosis and is for educational purposes only. So remember, consult with your own healthcare professional if you think something you've heard may apply to you or a loved one. If you found this episode useful, you can apply for free continuing professional development or CME credit using the link provided in the show notes. Feel free to contact either of us through the links in the show notes. Join us again next week.